Hello, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining us once again for During Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kitts. Well, let's get into it with a prayer, and then we'll get into the message. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us this guidance and the ability and the platform to be able to talk to people and to share your word with them. And maybe it will bless somebody today. If it does, Lord, bless them hearty. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. Give us this word. Give us the Holy Spirit to help us, guide us, and to teach us, and to help us get this message out to the ones that need it. In your blessed holy name we beg. Amen. You are not church hurt. I told a fellow Christian that I felt like I needed to talk about church hurt. I know you can imagine how they rolled their eyes and let out a long sigh. You could almost feel the dread over some hurt feelings. Everyone we know has a story about their own church hurt story. I will tell you one day about mine. You might think that you are church hurt, but let me tell you that there's someone who has way worse than you and me. We always hear, no matter how bad your story is, let me tell you about so-and-so's story. Today, people get hurt over the color of the walls of the church, the room temperature or the padded on the pews, the way the pastor dresses different than other pastors, Maybe the songs are too long or too short. Someone didn't shake my hand or smile at me the right way. Even the best Christians find that they can be hurt, a church hurt. That's the way we are today, but we don't need to allow that to happen. My example person, who should have been the most church hurt, never let it change his love or his actions towards the lost and the needy. Let me take you back a few thousand years. Jesus. Jesus came to the earth for the church. He came for you and me, the real church, for his church, the bride, that he will call home to heaven one day. Jesus has promised way back in the Old Testament that he would come. It was told about the place and the signs that would tell where Jesus would be born. We even had wise men that came from afar that took the time out to seek him. Strangers who came from outside of the chosen land to seek him. The king's own scribes quoted scripture of the promised Savior. The scribes knew the word, but they didn't want to walk to the next town to see the miracle for themselves. They pointed the wise men in the right direction, but still didn't go themselves. This is what we know about scribes. Scribes were masters of the Hebrew law. In biblical times, scribes to prepare copies of Israel's sacred literature on parchment scrolls. Many scribes would devote themselves to preserving and copying of these scriptures. Every time that you found Jesus out doing miracles, you would find these scribes that are found in the crowd along with the Pharisees. Scribes are the reps of the church law and the church leaders. So who are these Pharisees in the Bible? Pharisees are members of the party that believed in the resurrection and in the following legal traditions that were ascribed not to the Bible, but out of tradition of their fathers. Like the scribes, they are also well-known legal experts, hence the partial overlap of membership of the two groups. So think about doing good and healing and casting out devils, raising the dead, and etc., and having a bunch of people who should be cheering you on, but instead they're plotting to kill you, to take you out. Jesus knew that they didn't like him. Jesus disrupted their normal religion. Back in the days, people went to church where the priest would perform sacrifices on the sinner's behalf. Say you killed someone by mistake 
The possible sacrifice animal would be an oxen. But you don't have an oxen. Well, you're in luck because you can buy one from the church. They sell you the right sacrifice animal for the sin that you commit at a high price for sure to make themselves a profit. Jesus was mad at the normalized church that was making a profit off of people's sins. The priest didn't want Jesus to let people know that they could come to him to be forgiven of their sins. One time, and that's it, free for your whole sins. Jesus' blood covered it all. The church rejected Jesus then, and we see churches today doing the same thing. Jesus had to leave the area right after doing great miracles. Jesus knew that if he'd stayed in the area, the scribes and the Pharisees would gather enough people together and stone him to death. Jesus wasn't afraid to die. He would offer his life freely, as we know, when the time was right. And we know his main purpose of coming to earth was to give his life as a sacrifice for our sins. If anyone had the right to be church hurt, it was our Lord. He even went to the temple and he taught at age 13, 12 and 13. They were amazed and couldn't believe that someone so young had so much biblical knowledge. We all know that the church didn't want Jesus then and most of them don't want him today. So church hurt is real and we shouldn't let it change our Christian walk. Church hurt can cut you to the core. Much like our parents, we see some church leaders as having authority. We look at church leaders to lead us and to shepherd us as well. We trust them with our hearts in all areas of vulnerability. When the people whom we trust manipulate, shame, reject, or use others for selfish gain, the effect is extremely painful and confusing. It hurts us where we're most tender, causing us to question both God and our sense of worth. In some cases, the pain can cause you to wonder if church can hurt me so deeply, then what does that say about God? Who is God anyway? Can he heal? Can he really be trusted? In addition, church hurt can damage you what you think about yourself. Rationally, you might know that the pain is not your fault, but parts of you can still wonder if you did something wrong. Just know that the evil one is working overtime to church hurt you. You know, he knows that his time is short and he wants to destroy your relationship with God. And keep in mind that Jesus wasn't the one that hurt you. It was other humans that did it. Who knows who you could have church hurt or will one day. We want to encourage you to be more like Jesus with dealing with the scribes and the Pharisees in the church today. Love them, but don't allow yourself to get caught standing in one spot too long. A moving target is harder to hit, my military commander used to say. Jesus did a miracle, and then he moved to a different spot to do another miracle. I'm not saying up and move churches. I'm just saying be active for Jesus. Keep moving forward for the Lord. If you get church hurt, then I'm sorry. Now grab your Bible and put on your church clothes and get back into doing the Father's business. We have a world of lost souls that need to hear Jesus, loves them, and don't want them to go to the place called hell. And that's the message that God gave me to give to you. Thanks for listening and God bless. And we'll close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that no matter what happens and through all things, Lord, we look to you as our leader, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you went through all these things to show us the way. And we thank you and we praise you and we lift you up, Lord, and we give you the honor and the praise.